Welcome to Curseaholic. My name's Evan, and I'm here with my favorite piano player, Heiko. Hello, beautiful people. So, before we get into today's episode, here's a quick rundown of how the podcast works. Each episode, one of us comes up with a topic they're curious about and reveals it live to the other person in the hopes to spark a deep discussion and further our knowledge of the world around us. Hell yeah. We're We're back. back. (laughs) Yeah. Again. Again. Yeah. We've been on and off lately. (sighs) Yeah. But yeah, lately there's been a lot of events back to back that, you know, has pushed this out again. But Yeah, um, a lot's happened. Hopefully now, I think, you know. We're we're on the right track. The summer season is off, you know, we're all kind of calming down. I feel like in the winter, more colder months, we're more... (laughs) Yeah, we're in it as a little more. A little more, yeah. Yeah. Maybe we'll give you a little background of what happened throughout this episode, but... Yeah, and little tidbits. Little tidbits. (laughs) But yeah, excited to be back. Yeah, same. Excited for a new topic. Yeah, I was really anxious to record today. Hell yeah. Yeah. So what so do we got on are the plate you, today? Uh, so can you tell the audience what the theme was that I said? Yeah, well, the theme you said, it was leaning towards more optimistic that things could be more better yeah, for We're going to be all right. We're going to be all right, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, so I think yeah. it's a, a topic of improvement because that's one of our themes on the show, I guess, and we kind of like to talk about that a little bit. Yeah, just improving different things in general. Yeah. And you're, I think place. you're pretty familiar with this topic, actually, but really? you don't know about it yet. Mm. So, Let me all right. see that teaser. So the teaser, if you get this, yeah, you get a hundred dollars. If you if you figure this out, you're a genius. You ready? Really? Yeah. You heard it. A hundred dollars on the line. Yeah. All right. So <laughs> the teaser is lobsters. Better. <laughs> <laughs> Where's my hundred dollars? Oh, you know it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're asking me? Well, hey, I, I mean, mean lobster's pretty vague. <laughs> no not when it comes to a certain is, individual. Is it gonna be again the <laughs> the no nut November? <laughs> no, of course not. <laughs> Say oh, it maybe with confidence. we might talk with that. But um I mean, I have only one and only answer. All right, say it. Jordan B. Peterson. Yeah. So we're oh! going to be talking about the um, the 12 Rules for Life. Oh, that. The, okay. the book, yeah. The book, yeah. Because sure. I officially finished the book today. Oh, look at that. Yeah. The timing was right. That's great. <laughs> yeah, awesome, it was man. a really good book. I learned a lot from the book. I, I've used a lot of, uh, you know, those rules in, in my day-to-day now, and mm-hmm. I, I really appreciate it. And I'm looking forward to reading the second one. So I'm glad to hear. So I even brought it with me. Oh, you did? Yeah. Just give me a second to get it. Ah, you were hiding. Uh... <laughs> wow, he was being sneaky about it. Look at that. I didn't even, uh, I didn't even notice that he brought a book. <laughs> That's pretty cool. So yeah, this is the book. Um, yeah, you're familiar with it, right? Yeah. I think a lot of people are. You know, it's a pretty famous book. Uh, yeah, top seller. It's a great book. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, we're gonna get into it, and Heck we're yeah. not gonna get into all twelve rules because oh, okay, that's gonna not. take forever. Yeah, I was wondering how you'll set up. The- so the way I I set it up was we're gonna 
uh, well, first we're going to outline all the 12 rules and just say them what they are. Mm-hmm. Just kind of give a little overview. Yeah. And then I chose my like top five favorite and then we're going to deep dive in those. Okay, cool. So hope you like it. Should be a fun time. Heck yeah. He's all my right. man. So like I said, we're going to be talking about the my top rules of the book, the ones I found the most interesting. Mm-hmm. Some of them I found didn't necessarily apply to me because mm. I'm not in that like context. For example, sometimes he, he takes a lot of uh, point of view from parents, right? And he yeah. he, he discusses how parents should um, educate their children and, and things like that. Mm-hmm. But I'm not a parent, but I, I felt but like- But it's I a still, future possibility yeah. or future rule that could apply. <clears throat> it's almost like I put myself in my parents' shoes when he was- mm when he was talking about that and I found it really interesting. And even though it di- it doesn't apply to me directly, I still use, like I-, I use some of that knowledge to my own advantage for maybe a later time, you know? Yeah, exactly. Cause who knows? You might one day have kids, so why not? Yeah. Know? I found, I found that part really interesting that he talks about in that perspective. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So let's uh, <clears throat> look at the 12 rules. Like I said, just an overview Cut. to give you guys some context and, um, we could kind of, uh, just look at these quickly without yeah, getting for too those much. who aren't familiar yeah yeah so yeah like let me just give you a general uh introduction to the book so basically the book is 12 rules that you should kind of live by on your day-to-day to just improve your quality of life and improve mm-hmm. your relationships improve your career it could be anything so yeah it's pretty broad and it kind of covers different aspects of life Sort of yeah. relate to the essential skills episode that we last did. Uh, kind of, yeah. A yeah. little different, I guess. Um, I feel like in the book, he alludes a lot to like religion and mm-hmm. he uses that as like a foundation to um, explain those rules in a like, deeper way, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of stories, a lot of myths. He, he likes doing that. He kind of goes off on tangents sometimes, which can be hard to follow for some people. You know, he does use some complex, you know, language at times, but he always comes back to the main point of what he's yeah. trying to explain. And that's what I found a little bit tricky about the book was, like mm-hmm. you said, those tangents sometimes you're like, man, where is he going with yeah. this? And then he kind of like comes back to the main idea and you're like, oh, I kind of see where he's going with this. Yeah. Or like a whole chapter can just be like this story of like this life experience he had with one of his patients or someone he knew, someone who went through a hard time to just kind of come back to explain, well, this is the main point of yeah. this story, you know? And I found that really interesting to set it up that way. It's like, I feel like, yeah, it's a lot of like different stories that you kind Intertwine. of, like they don't necessarily have a link, but then you somehow, they somehow connect. You know what I mean? It's like, it could be standalone stories and still and they still end up like meshing well at the end kind of thing yeah 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 he has that kind of talent to do that where you don't know where he's going but eventually he's gonna get there yeah like for example you'll talk about he'll he'll grab a passage from the bible Mm. and then right after that passage you'll talk about like a personal anecdote or something that happened to Mm -hmm. like him or like his daughter or whatever yeah and somehow it it ends up working out you know so it's really well written that way um, okay, so let's go over the 12 rules. So the first one is stand up straight and with your shoulders back. So pretty self-explanatory. Yeah, it explains but itself. the reason why I chose uh, lobsters for the teaser is the first like rule of the book really uh, talks about the dominance hierarchy yeah. uh, inside like um, lobster, like just how lobsters live. Basically, yeah. And he's pretty famous for that. He also like sells like shirts with like the lobsters and all that. Like, 
sort of a meme also when it comes to him. But um, yeah, in the first cha chapter, he explains how like their um, uh, very basic brains of even lobsters they work in a dominance hierarchy. Exactly, have certain dominant lobsters. And and he makes that correlation between lobsters and humans, where yeah, w like lobsters do have that very primitive brain it's not as developed as ours but there's somewhat of a similarity at the same time between humans and lobsters where we actually work on this dominant a dominance hierarchy basis without even kind of realizing it yeah yeah it's very like ingrained in our in the human nature yeah exactly yeah. all right so yeah that one's gonna that's well i, I don't want to spoil it but that's one of my favorite uh okay rules. you'll show so, after yeah, which one we'll is. get we'll, we'll get more into detail with mm. uh, with that one later so the, the second rule is treat yourself like someone you are responsible for helping. Mm -hmm. So in this chapter is where he says, like, for example, if you have a child, you know, you put all your effort into caring for this child. You know, like, let's say one example he gives is like, okay, if your child needs to take his medicine at a certain time, mm -hmm. then you'll give like, you'll make sure he takes the medicine so that he stays healthy, whatever. But you should do the same thing for yourself. Mm -hmm. Like you should, you know stay on track with the medication you need to take, stay on track with whatever it is, your diet or your sleep and treat yourself just like you would anyone else. Yeah. Which makes sense. And a lot of people neglect themselves, you know, instead they would help and, you know, like their mother, father, or, you know, family member, you would do everything possible for them. But yet when it comes to you, you're like, Oh, whatever, I'll sleep less. I'll work, you know, or, you know, I'll eat. Yeah. Unwell, exactly. So, mm -hmm. Yeah, so that yeah. one's a pretty good one. Mm -hmm. uh, the next one is make friends with people who want the best for you. I like this one a lot. Yeah, I think it's one of your top for sure. Yeah, this has to be one of my top. <laughs> so yeah, basically the, the whole point is like if if you have friends that kind of bring you down and they don't want the best for you, then you know maybe some other friends could be better. Um, so yeah, I'll leave that at that. Um, then the next one is compare yourself to who you were yesterday, mm -hmm. not to someone else is not to someone else's today yeah i like so, that too yeah i like that one yeah yeah so just basically uh try to get better every day and look at your how you were yesterday mm -hmm. rather than looking at everyone else around you at this very moment be like oh man i wish i could be like this guy or this girl whatever exactly know? yeah so per you know prime example is like us who lift you know doing weightlifting or just working out we always compare to you know how we did in the past how much we lifted in the past and you know that's more motivating than me looking at some bodybuilder or some you know high performance lifter now and realizing oh i'm so weak compared to them today yeah you know like jamal that pulled 500 kilos <laughs> <laughs> yes that power lifter jamal browner yeah yeah <laughs> pretty strong man yeah yeah like i said like exactly that's kind but of yeah like, like if i look at him right you'll be like crap you know like I'm not progressing at all. Yeah. <laughs> but I am compared to me. That's, yeah, compared to different. you. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, so that's the point. <clears throat> so the next one is do not let your ch children do anything that makes you dislike them. Mm, yeah, this one too. I like. Yeah. This one is one of my favorites too. Well, yeah. Um, yeah, it's like one of my favorites and it's it doesn't pertain it doesn't to me really. It doesn't apply to us so, now, yeah. But I still thought this one was one of the most interesting parts of the book. Yeah where he, he, he mentions where if you have, if your child is doing something that you don't want him to do, then, you know, you should make, stop that behavior, right? And not let it progress any further, right? Yeah, exactly. I think, you know, a lot of parents, you know, they raise their children in a way where, 
you know, they start doing things that they dislike. Well, it's like, yeah, but it's a consequence of how you're raising the child. You know, raise them in a way that you would actually like them and not dislike yeah. them. Yeah, and a, a huge part of that section of the book is that, you know, um, it's not only the parents' fault. That's something to understand. That's something that's interesting that we're going to get into later. Mm. Where, yeah, usually like a, ch a child's behavior is reflective of the parent, but not always. That's not always the case. Yeah, yeah, of course. The child does have its own agency and can, you know, do some stuff that's, you know... Uh, exactly. Not disciplined or, you know... Yeah, it's like you see a child crying and you're always like, oh man, I wish the parents would have uh, raised him better to not stop crying yeah but, yeah, it but maybe it's just the child's temperament that's exactly more... so you don't know that stuff right what what happens behind the scenes mm -hmm. um yeah the next one is pretty interesting it's kind of self-explanatory as well um so this one is set your house in perfect order before you criticize the world this one yes is also one of my I like favorites. that yeah 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 um <clears throat> i think a lot of like jordan's um like how do i say like main sort of rule in life it's like don't try to change the world before you change yourself exactly and set yourself in order because so many people you know protest you know do activism try to change the world but you look at their life and you know like, where's the order imagine if every person on earth fixed themselves first yeah would there be less conflict in general i wouldn't say there would be no conflict i'm saying would there be less there would yeah definitely course, yeah because everyone would be more accountable for themselves and more responsible exactly instead of just you know kind of like that biblical you know story what is it before you you know take um something from di i forgot um, um like before you take the stick from someone else's eye maybe take it from Okay, yeah, like I've heard that before, yeah. Yeah. I forgot what the exact saying was, but it's like, you know, take the take it out of your eye so you can see clearly and then maybe go and, you know, yeah, take yeah. it from someone else. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. So the next one is pursue what is meaningful, not what is expedient expedient. Yeah. Um it's good too. So that one is kind of like, yeah, you know, reaching your goals is not going to be something that's fast and, you know, uh really easy to get it's going to be something that's going to require a lot of sacrifice and a lot of work Hard work and it's not something that you could just you know get on a silver platter kind of thing so yeah yeah which makes sense anything meaningful takes long yeah long time uh the next one is tell the truth or at least don't lie so you know i don't think we need to say much more about that it's pretty uh this is sort of like you know the same uh be impeccable with your word from the four from agreements. the four agreements yeah, yeah i remember that the four agreements is more kind of like these four really basic rules that sort of yeah like four pillars let's four say. pillars of like you know life this is a bit more specific i kind of use you know both in uh yeah makes sense yeah i, I remember uh some of the things we talked about in the in that episode yeah that I kind of use and I kind of um, thought about while I was reading this book because yeah. there is kind of similarities. Connections yeah. as to, you know, maybe he's read it himself and God inspired. Who knows? Most, yeah. We should ask him. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So the ninth rule is assume that the person you are listening to might know something you don't. So that yeah. one's really important, I think, too. Um, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's, uh, it's also, again part of the agreements from the Toltecs similar to that because they also have a fifth book that's called not not a fifth book another book the fifth rule the fifth agreement okay which is be skeptical but learn to listen yeah i guess that that does tie in right yeah um so 
what he talks about is, you know, just assume that the person that you're with or you're, you know, you're talking to knows something that you don't. So yeah. that when you're, when you're talking to the person, you should be listening and trying to learn and not assume that you're better than that person. Cause that person probably because knows we something often, you don't. Yeah. Because we often do that. Right. We often talk. We're like, yeah, yeah, yeah okay. Finish what you're saying. Let me exactly let me see what I have to say. It's like, imagine on this podcast, if we wouldn't actually listen to each other. Yeah. We just like, wait. Okay. So yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't make sense. Right. Like we're, we're doing this podcast, uh, to learn off each other. Mm. And if otherwise there'd be no point, like, yeah, exactly. I know there are things that you know that I don't know. Yeah. And there are things that I know that you don't know. Yeah, so exactly. it's, you know, it's a perfect, uh, exchange. That's what a discussion is. Yeah. That's what it's supposed to be. Basically this means like learn to listen. Yeah, pretty much. You know exactly yeah and i think that's an important skill like if you if you it's weird you know like when you're when you're talking to someone you could there's a difference between like listening and like actively listening you know what i mean mm. i don't know if you realize that it's like sometimes you're talking to someone you're like ah yeah you know what you mean whatever but whatever. then sometimes like if you really pay attention you might pick up things that you wouldn't have otherwise true true yeah active listening can be hard you know you really have to you know put the effort in to do so but we sometimes don't realize how much you know things that we learn from people even if we think they're like you know stupid or whatever we think that what they're saying is useless but there might be something there yeah, yeah. that reveals about themselves oh exactly yeah so the next one is be precise in your speech so that I can't, it's this not like the, sort of the opposite it's the, the opposite right the other end it's like first is learn to listen and the other one's learn to speak yeah, be precise. I mean, if there's anyone on this earth that has very precise speech, it's Jordan Peterson himself. If you've heard him or, you know, just his book, um, he is very precise with his language. Yeah. Like the way he speaks is very meticulous. Articulate, and yeah. He knows what he's saying. Yeah, his he has a very um, proper choice of words for everything he tries to say. Yeah. Like even when you're reading the book, I notice sometimes... It, there's kind of like an art to that where like mm. sometimes I feel like he tries to lighten up the the text a bit where he kind of, he, he says it in a way that's more like playful and then he'll make it more serious. Mm. Cause I guess if you just keep it like super, just like dry, people are going to be like, man, what is this book? It's too heavy. But then sometimes he, he even puts like emojis in the book. Some, I don't know if you realize that uh, sometimes he puts like, bra like, uh, oh, like a smiley face, like, uh, like brackets, like parentheses. And then he puts at the end, like a, like a wink or like a oh, smile. Just, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Just to show that he still has emotions and he's human, that he's exactly. not a, a robot explaining your rules. You know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, uh yeah so the next one is do not bother children when they are skateboarding that's another one of my favorites it's a good one too yeah just yeah let kids be kids you know yeah uh, it's not i think this doesn't really just apply to kids it just applies to in general like if you have someone that's you know doing whatever and you know it's important to be supportive and not always worry and overthink for that person that's kind of the whole point of that uh that um chapter because what he says is you know if there's a there's a kid skateboarding you might think a million things oh man he's gonna get hurt oh, oh man gonna he's gonna do this he's gonna die um they're gonna hit each other he's gonna, gonna hit his head whatever but then if you 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 sit back and you're like okay but he's doing this because you know he sees value in skateboarding mm. you know he's getting healthy he's learning new things whatever he's socializing yeah exactly uh, you know the skateboarding is just one aspect of it and not uh yeah 
maybe the kid is shy and like skateboarding is an outlet for him to mm-hmm. you know get out of his comfort zone or whatever so why would you not encourage that yeah like don't try to shut down someone's interest because you're paranoid or panicking that something wrong is gonna happen yeah exactly so i really like that one mm-hmm. and then the last one is pet a cat when you encounter one on the street <laughs> Yeah, this was like a simple... Uh, yeah, and, and what... But it has a meaning. Yeah, exactly. So the meaning of this is like, just appreciate life kind of for what it is. Mm. You know, like, oh, you see a cat on the street, you know, it's coming towards you. I'll pet it because, you know, life is beautiful in that sense. And, you know, a cat is like basically offering itself to you. And, yeah. okay, here's a nice cat, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and not to like worry about the things that you're missing all the time. Yeah. And just appreciate those things that are given to you. Yeah, I guess this is just like be grateful. Yeah. That's what it That's is. That's the message behind that. Mostly. Exactly. Yeah. All right. So we looked at the 12 um, rules, the little overview there. Sure. Let's get on to the ones that I chose as my favorite. I kind of gave you a little teaser as we were going mm-hmm. along, but now we're going to. Yeah, I kind of know. Yeah. Yeah. Which ones You know are. me enough to yeah. kind of be like, oh, I think Evan would like that. Uh-huh. Maybe after you could give me which ones you think are the best. Yeah, sure. All right. So uh, the ones that I chose as my favorite ones are, well, the first rule is actually one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. So one, uh, the first one is stand up straight and with your shoulders back. So the one that talks about like the dominance hierarchy with the lobsters. Mm-hmm. Well, no. being, you know, confident and, yeah. uh, you know, knowing your worth and being able to like, you know, yeah, show that you have capabilities and yeah place yourself uh in society at a at a high level i guess yeah then uh the next one i chose is the third one the third rule so it's make friends with people who want the best for you i'm pretty sure you guessed i was gonna choose that yeah (laughs) um then the next one is rule five so it's do not let your children do anything that makes you dislike them then the next rule that I chose is number six, which is set your house in perfect order before you criticize the world. Mm-hmm. And that's one that I started uh, kind of implementing more a little more. Yourself, yeah. yeah. And the last one I chose is 11. Um, do not bother children when they are skateboarding. And I put a little picture of a yeah, I skateboarder there. <laughs> so do you yeah, agree those, with my list or yeah i mean i think i think i would have chose those for you for sure for me yeah for you yeah not for you okay. uh no no yeah well some for me as well but if you want at the end i'll give you some of my choice, okay cool yeah. all right so let's get into like these five more in detail okay. so the first one that i chose was uh the one that says stand up straight and with your shoulders back mm-hmm. So yeah, this this rule kind of defines the dominance hierarchy and I kind of wanted to give a little definition of what dominance hierarchy is. Yeah. So the dominance hierarchy is an evolutionary based structure where most where the most competent powerful people in a given domain claims a top position. Mm-hmm. So there are many different dominance hierarchies to climb in, you know, in different uh, areas of life. Yeah. So I think that's a pretty good definition. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, he just explains that, you know, there are people, there are just certain people who are better in life at certain things. You know, you can't, you can't deny that there is a hierarchy, you know, like simple thing, like a baby doesn't have the same, you know, strength and capability as an adult, Yeah, you know, just straight up there, you know, but that's like a simple understanding. People are like, yeah, we get it. A baby is not the same as an adult. Yeah, but once it comes to adults, people are like, well, why can't I be the boss or why can't I be the CEO or, 
you know, this main important official person? Well, because, you know, have you reached that status? Have you, you know, proven yourself? Um, yeah. Maybe not. So that's why other people who are more skilled are, you know, at that position. Exactly. Yeah. So like we said earlier, um, lobsters do have the similar dominance hierarchy to humans where they have really primitive brains. Yeah. But even though we have a very complex and developed brain, we still have that innate and like intrinsic uh, do uh, dominance hierarchy that we live by, yeah. even though we don't really realize it. So we're always competing within one another, uh, against one another. We're always trying to, you know, improve our own status, especially I feel like, well, without being like sexist or anything, but I feel like men mm. oftentimes fall on this, you know, kind of status game. Yeah, of trying to like prove themselves and trying to climb yeah. that ladder and i guess it makes sense like you know if we go back like on an, in an evolutionary perspective right mm -hmm. like the strongest man is gonna get the female yeah that's just how it is like you look at lions right just another example like there's always the king of the jungle fighting other lions mm -hmm. trying to prove themselves to females and that's just how nature is Right. Yeah. Yeah. The whole like typical alpha male thing, yeah. which, uh, you know, yeah, it's a bit wishy-washy, I guess the science behind that, but, um, yeah, it just proves like the dominant male usually, um, gets yeah. the perks. I mean, and of course it's different cause we're human. Right. Mm -hmm. And we have like a conscience and like, you know, lions, you know, yeah, they're just debatable like, if they have one. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we do have like reason also. So, like, yeah, we're not going to start like punching each other dominating in the face each and other. dominating. Like, <laughs> come on, Heiko, I'm the alpha male of this podcast, <laughs> whatever. Like, yeah, you know, you know what I mean? But in that sense, I feel like men oftentimes are trying to improve their status one way or another. Like, that's just how it is. That's just how it is. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I guess it's a drive in males uh, to, you know, try to climb up that hierarchy yeah become powerful and if women say that they don't care about that i mean i think that could be a little bit of a, a stretch yeah maybe because you know <laughs> maybe because they want that spot <laughs> well that's the thing like that's what they're attracted to am i wrong well no yeah exactly you can't deny that you know when you see someone who's of a higher status you know doesn't that feel attractive it does I mean, we're not saying you know someone who's higher status is necessarily a good person um because a lot of like ceos and whatnot can be more psychopathic people because they have like an extreme drive to like push to the top and like um they have that zero regret a lot of time. They're ruthless, yeah, they're right? Ruthless, yeah. Um, the ruthlessness can bring you to the top, but at what cost, right? Um, and Jordan, you know, that's the thing because a lot of times people, you know, mislabel him as like this, you know, promoter of the patriarchy or whatever and the stupid word patriarchy, but... Um. <laughs> it just reminded me of that video that we, we saw there. Uh, maybe maybe we'll put it up on the on the video. It's like, I know what men could do or something. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I know the, the power of the patriarchy. patriarchy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the doom, 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 you know? Um, yeah, exactly. You know, so many like the feminists nowadays. You know, well, you know, there are some good feminists out there, but there are also some you know crazy ones that you know criticize the patriarchy and whatever and saying jordan is a promoter of that but he's not he says that yes there are some you know people who are ruthless and psychopathic and would want to 
dominate in a bad way but he says at the end of the day the people who move forward in life are the people who are more cooperative in nature you know like if you are a ceo you're a person who can cooperate with your team and others to push people up and you know advance your company or you know better people's lives instead of just like pushing everyone out just so you could be in the top yeah that's not necessarily the right way to do it exactly yeah that's a good point yeah all right so uh also the way i set this up is that at the, what it w- accompanied with each one of the rules that i chose mm-hmm. i i also found a quote in the book that kind of uh, uh enforces okay. the rule a little bit yeah sure that's cool let's, so it could be fun to look quote. at all right so let's look at a quote from this um this rule so the picture i chose also is like two lobsters like fighting yeah that was his like example of how they try to prove their dominance is by fighting i think over a female lobster if i remember yeah i think uh, or they fight and then a female looks and sees ah yeah he's the yeah but that's just that's like so many other species in in nature right yeah uh, yeah but you notice that right it's It's like the males fight and the females look and it's like so yeah, that one's the top cheek. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, Andrew Tate. Andrew Tate's a lobster. <laughs> <laughs> Lord. Uh, okay, <laughs> that's hilarious. I think he'd be fine with that. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's a he's a top lobster. <laughs> <laughs> he's a top lobster. Uh, okay. Damn. Yeah. So the quote I chose from this book is. If you slump around with the same bearing that characterizes a defeated lobster, people assign you a lower status. And the old counter that you share with crustaceans sitting at the very base of your brain will assign you a low dominance number. So that's kind of what you were saying before. You were saying if you slump and you're, you know, you're, you know, kind of, you know, feel defeated, feel defeated and all that, then your, your brain, the intrinsic, you know, um, primitive part of your brain is going to assign you to a lower dominance uh, in the in the lower part of the dominance hierarchy oh yeah yeah now i remember yeah where it <laughs> says you know stand up with your shoulders back because it makes you kind of subconsciously feel more confident more yeah you know and you could achieve more and otherwise you know you're gonna end up like a defeated lobster that's that's actually what he says in the mm. book yeah yeah it's true and i feel that too you know just in general you know being a bit more confident and open with your your body and posture can be helpful to feel just you know like you take your place and yeah yeah there's a thing there's a difference between being like confident and cocky right like yeah yeah, some guys do like pump their chest up and whatever douchebag yeah you don't need to do that you know like no but it's it's good to have good posture and whatever you know know your worth that's it yeah exactly mm. so yeah so, that's a good quote that was the first quote and the first rule so we, do you want anything else to add on this or? uh no yeah i mean i think you know the rule itself is pretty self-explanatory yeah. it's just you know know your worth be confident and you know take your place in life yeah yeah all right on to the next so the third the well the second my second favorite rule which yeah. is actually the third rule is make friends with people who want to who want the best for you and I chose a picture of the show Friends. Not friends, of course. <laughs> okay. So this rule explains how you should basically surround yourself with people that know your worth and people that push you in the right direction in life. You know, if you have people that constantly bring you down and um, tell you that what you're doing is wrong or mm-hmm. um, you're, you're not at the right place or you should be doing something else, then, you know, find other people and 
surround yourself with people that are going to bring you up rather than bring you down. Also, another thing that I realized is that if your friends that you're with don't have their own personal goals and they're not trying to, you know, bring themselves up in the dominance hierarchy, you know, if you will, (laughs) uh, then those friends might actually bring you down just automatically because okay. you know they're not striving to be better themselves they're just staying at their same, exactly. same position so how can you how can you look up to these people if they're you know down hmm. i get it um yeah so so the first part of having friends that support you you know i'm all for that you know i think we should find people who are supportive who don't you know criticize us constantly who you know actually try to help us improve ourselves um and a lot of times that's the thing we don't realize, right? We're friends with someone for such a long time or we just subconsciously are friends with them, but we don't realize like the impact they have on us, right? Yeah. Uh, it's like you have this moral contract. Yeah. Yeah. It's like I've been I've been friends with this person for so long. Oh, I can't, you know, make a change. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. You know, some people, some friends, they just become like a legacy friend, right? They're just like, they, they've been grandfathered in your life. <laughs> Um, so it, sometimes it can be hard to, to break ties or, you know, that's why you just have to reevaluate yourself, N- not just take granted, you know, the people who are in your life. Uh, oh, you know, they're always going to be, they're always, you know, there for me or, you know, are they, are they really there for you? You know, if you, you know, call them up and ask for their help, would they really try to, you know, or they oh, just laugh it off and be like, oh, you're okay, man. Don't worry. Yeah. Or are they just friends who just, you know, want to have fun? That's yeah. It, you know, so what what more is there in those people, you know? I guess, I guess you can have, like, different levels of friends. Like, we all have, right? You know, you have your close friends, a bit further, acquaintance, whatever. You're not going <coughs> to ask your acquaintance, hey, I got, like, something really bad to tell you. Like, uh, get, get this off my chest, right? Yeah. You basically have certain boundaries with different types of friends so gotta reevaluate and see who's in your close group and who's not yeah and that changes over time right yeah friends come and go as they say yeah yeah that's the thing sometimes you just need to learn to let go as well that's and that's the hardest part that's you know it's uh nothing is eternal you know uh, people come and people go because mm-hmm. people change. That's, yeah. That's, the, that's thing. the thing. Yeah. You know, and maybe that's for the better. Maybe them changing and breaking off is how they're going to grow in their own lane. Yeah. You know, I think sometimes you need to let people go so that they could improve themselves. Yeah. Because maybe because they're like that and they're always like, you know, in this repeating cycle, you know, kind of like a car that's stuck, you know, can't really go forward. But then when you break off, then they like yeah, they start, start moving. The wheels start spinning. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. All right. So um yeah, we could look at a quote also to uh Yeah, sure. Let's see uh, enforce that one. Mm-hmm. Again, this one's kind of like a straightforward rule, I guess. Like it's pretty, you know, self explanatory. Yeah. All right, so let's take a look at a quote from the book. Mm -hmm. So sometimes when people have a low opinion of their own worth or perhaps when they refuse responsibility for their lives, they choose a new acquaintance or precisely the type who proved troublesome in the past. Such people don't believe that they deserve any better, so they don't go looking for it. Mm. 
So basically, yeah. yeah. So people think that they don't have enough self self worth to go find people that um, are better for them. So they just stick with the same people, or they find new people that are kind of, you know, average and the same as like previous friends they had. <clears throat> yeah, and might not be the best influence, or like I said earlier, might not have their own goals that they're pursuing. Yeah, you know, do you know like there's some friends like that I've been around that kind of are just stagnant. And you're like, how does that improve my life? You know, like not, not to say that their, their life matters that much to me that I won't improve mine, but I'm saying like, if someone has yeah. their own goals, then you'll be inspired by someone. Right. And you're going to, you know. Yeah. Yeah. True. Um, yeah. So that one where, you know, you have friends that maybe might be stuck or might have some difficulties or, you know, they're still not there yet. Um, you know you could still improve yourself and maybe just see the value in, you know, the person they are. Maybe they still haven't been able to figure it out. But I guess it's the mindset or what kind of attitude they have or but that's the thing. how open-minded they are to improve, you know. Or they like, no, I don't want to. I don't care about this. But that's the difference. Right Some people, like you said, are not there yet where, you know, they still haven't reached a point where they're, you know, successful and yeah. advancing yeah. and that's okay because they're working at it still mm -hmm. but people that are not there yet and they don't care and they actually regress that's, <laughs> that's a yeah and they regress that's a defeated attitude right yeah and i guess it can't really be a positive no how does that how does that affect you positively that's that's exactly what this is trying to say here you know if you're already down in the dumps right yeah and then you go look for people that are also down in the dumps how does like that how help does that you? help you oh sorry yeah no worries yeah, exactly. Yeah. I guess at that point, it's like, what is the point of finding a person like that? Exactly. It's not going to help you. Hmm. You might as well find people that are advancing and they're progressing. Yeah. Maybe they're not at that top point. Yeah, they don't have to be like, you know, super successful and, you know, whatever it is. No, at least like if they're ambitious and they try to do things, they that's enough. They hard on themselves. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah I agree. Yeah, that's, that's what it is. Yeah. So, yeah same was, i avoid you know people like that you know I, yeah <laughs> all right anything else to add for this one um yeah maybe uh i don't know if he mentions that directly but i guess just make sure to have quality people instead of quantity i'm not sure he talks about that but i find that's a good point yeah like you know uh, you might not find 10 friends that are all aligned all you know goal oriented but you might find two Maybe that's just enough, or even one. Yeah, it's better than ten that are just exactly not yeah. that great. That just want to party and yeah, exactly. Have fun. That's the thing. Like sometimes with a friend, you want to go a bit more deeper, but it's like ah, just party, play, play. Okay, what's the point? Yeah, like just what? for example, like myself and Heiko, right? Like we we're both pretty goal oriented. We started something together mm -hmm. that'll help like progress both our lives at the same time, right? Yeah. It's like a win-win situation almost in that sense. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, find friends that want to, you know, uh, partake in like different activities and projects and whatever to just improve. Yeah, and actually like care about other things than just having fun. Yeah, exactly. Like, for example, right. just another thing, right? Heiko and I built uh, his home gym, mm -hmm. right? That was a fun pro little project. It didn't last that long. Like, it was fast. Like, 
it was a few months in the making whatever yeah, yeah. we got it done all right on to the next but we still did something right so mm. like i won't forget that it was a fun it thing was fun. yeah right. the whole day that we went to scout exactly. for the equipment yeah we drove this pickup thing <laughs> and like it, it was fun you know yeah we saw this crazy accident on the road yeah it was a bit of a wild day yeah <clears throat> yeah it was a wild day so yeah all that to say that mm. find friends that are going to improve your life rather than bring it down exactly all right so next so rule number five is do not let your children do anything that makes you dislike them mm. so this rule actually explains that not all children are innately good yeah yeah i think he he does yeah say that. he yeah. does say that yeah. and that that i found super interesting because you like i said earlier you know you always see children crying you're like oh man you know the the parent is not doing its job he should yeah. be you know giving what the kid wants he, he should be uh he should know what the what to do in this situation whatever but not all parents are perfect in that sense where they're going to understand their kid perfectly especially yeah. that the kid you know hasn't developed yet it doesn't know how to speak yet and stuff like that and it could be that the kid just manipulate is manipulating the parents <laughs> yeah yeah I think I think it's been proved documented that a lot of babies, you know, they use the cries because they just learn. Oh, okay, I'm gonna cry. I'm gonna get what I want. Exactly. So and that's yeah. You already you already uh, figured uh, out what I was gonna so say later. But jumped a bit. Forward, yeah, you yeah. jumped a little bit there. Yeah. yeah. So this this whole section of the book talks about how it's important for for parents to discipline their children and not make them do whatever they want because that's gonna take control of them and it's it's not good. Yeah. Yeah. So sure. he talks about different tactics to, you know, discipline your child. And he talks about an anecdote where he was babysitting a kid and like the person brought the kid over to his house and he's like, Hey man, like this kid is going to cry the whole night, whatever. You're not going to sleep. Like, oh, trust yeah, me. And then he's like, okay. Yeah, sure. <laughs> and then he took on the kid and he, you know, he started crying and then he came in the room and he just kind of looked at him and then finally like the kid understood hey i shouldn't cry and then he went to sleep and then like he the, didn't like yell he didn't or yell become the whole night. angry and then the parents came back and they're like oh did you did you sleep last night he's like yeah it was fine <laughs> worries <laughs> no worries so good sleep he was fine yeah um <clears throat> so yeah uh he talks about different ways to educate your kid in that sense mm -hmm. and i think it's really interesting even though i'm not a parent i still found it really cool that yeah. maybe i was an asshole when i was a kid <laughs> sorry mom dad <laughs> yeah it, you kind of reflect on yourself being a child and how, yeah. how you were and it's kind of true because when i was reading this section i would look back and be like man it probably was an asshole you know <laughs> without even thinking about it yeah um yeah i like this because um th that's the thing it, it it makes you I guess be more of a responsible parent, you know, a parent that takes charge in actually disciplining you, you know, and um, yeah, and it's not bad to discipline. Yeah, like, that's the thing. Yeah, a lot of parents are scared, like, oh my god, no, let's let him, you know. Yeah, like let him let cry, him do, like yeah. do what he wants. You no, know, like, oh, he's so he's so cute. Like, do I want to? Oh, you look know. how he's mischievous. You know, breaking yeah. shit. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, he's he's, oh, he's like a little monster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's learning how to use his hands to destroy shit. <laughs> Uh, it's like that little baby in The Incredibles that becomes like oh, all yeah. bad, angry, yeah, and I all love fire. That kid. Oh, uh, that's funny. I missed that movie. Yeah, it's been a, a good while. Movie, yeah, I think I saw the second one. Did they, is there? I yeah, yeah of course. Yeah, 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 second, yeah I saw yeah, both. That was a good one. Yeah, so 
it's important for parents to learn how to discipline their kids and it's not bad to do so like just get that out of your heads i'm not a parent but mm. based on what jordan said you know you could take his word for it yeah yeah exactly um yeah i mean i think overall it's a good rule even if you have a, even if you don't have a kid you know it might maybe apply to you in the future um yeah and i think i think this made me reflect on myself like previously i think that's why i liked it so much that that as well that maybe okay. yeah like i wasn't an, an asshole hmm. yeah i didn't necessarily do that myself um like i really thought for my future because yeah one of my goals is to have a family and one day some kids so yeah i was like yeah i'm gonna try to make my kids the way you know that i that i would like them not, yeah not just let them wild and be like oh why are you why are you so bad you know <laughs> you know like the old saying like make your kids better than how you were kind of thing like uh, mm. trying to always trying to make your your kids even better than better than yourself than yourself yeah true and i think that's a good way to go about it i mean i agree if it takes discipline to you know make yeah. your kids straight yeah well okay that's not a weird but <laughs> you know in line Put let's in say line, yeah. yeah then he has to uh he has, has to, to do learn. what you have to do yeah it's not you being a bad person it's you <laughs> teaching a lesson um you know for its for for their own good because that also socializes them to be good around other people's yeah i don't know if he mentions it in the book but i've you know heard him say many times uh, in videos where a kid if it's not socialized by the age of four then he's gonna have a hard time for the rest of his life just you know being around other people like if a kid they say if a kid is like aggressive and you don't, you don't control that until like four years old it's gonna yeah like he, i think he briefly talks about that actually yeah yeah but not the four years old thing but he does mention like if a kid is still kind of like out of control um at an early, then age. At an early age he's gonna have a hard time with going to school and you know socializing other people yeah so so that also ties into yeah that's a good point all right, so let's take a look at a quote from uh, this rule. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, so I put a crying. Okay, baby. so which kind of cry is this? Oh, my God. I'm not a baby <laughs> whisperer. <laughs> to baby whisperer. Uh, yeah, so like Heiko said before, kids cry in certain ways to hmm. get what they want or because they're actually sad or afraid. Yeah. I think, uh, I don't know if uh, you've heard about this, but there was a lady researcher that actually studied the cries of babies. Yeah, that's, that's what this is about. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, does he say that? Yeah, yeah, it's mentioned in the book. Oh, okay, okay. That there are studies done on exactly the the musculature of the the baby's face when he cries, and they analyze the emotion that's attached to that uh, oh that as in the facial expressions yeah oh, okay no me i was talking more like the the language babies use like when babies do like da, 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 or, oh, okay you know and they oh. analyze like a bunch of samples from that and they kind of said okay if the baby does meh, meh, it means that he, <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna be the promo clip right there <laughs> um <laughs> I mean, yeah, Heiko doing baby sounds. <laughs> yeah, so when you do or whatever else, it all means, okay, I'm hungry. Oh, I poop my pants. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or I, wanna, I want some milk, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's kind of like the psychology of babies. Yeah, no, well, like their language. Apparently, like, yeah. babies have some sort of language. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So let's read the quote. So scared parents think that a, a crying child is always sad or hurt. This is simply not true. Anger is one of the most common reasons for crying. Careful analysis of the musculature patterns of crying children has confirmed this. Anger crying and fear or sadness crying do not look the same. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so I forget. What does he say? So like when a kid is a baby's anger crying, like to like do you want something. And you want, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you want that toy. You know, like yeah. he just cries and you could tell like he's, like annoyed and pissed off oh, okay. rather than like afraid and like sad or and need sad help. or like actually crying right like i need yeah like i need help or you know something's wrong okay yeah there's like an annoyed cry like me yeah typical baby yeah yeah okay. like you said the typical cry because that's probably most of the time what it is right because okay <laughs> like you and me we don't cry for nothing right <laughs> yeah you know what we yeah, cry if we cry it's that's... like shit okay something's wrong dude like if i see you crying i i probably figured that you're you know like something's something wrong horrible happened, yeah. not that like i don't know you you're i don't know you're hungry like i'm not gonna start crying because i'm hungry <laughs> right yeah. now you know unless it's been like a long time i didn't eat but anyways yeah i guess it's just their way of yeah, communicating the anger and annoyance exactly yeah so yeah, that's a pretty good rule. I like this one. This is probably one I think if I had to choose, this is probably my favorite rule. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's cuz it was it, so out there, especially this thing with the babies crying. I found this like really interesting. Interesting one, yeah. Yeah, it's specific and <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, pretty specific. Hmm. Yeah, this one's a good one. Cool. Uh all right. So anything else to add to this one? No. That's all right. pretty much good. All right. So Rule number six. So set your house in perfect order before you criticize the world. So this one, pretty straightforward, right? If you can't uh, organize your own thoughts and you can't organize your house, then how can you possibly conquer the world? But you know, like literally though, like can you organize your house? You know, I guess, I guess that's what he also says, right? Like literally, like if your house is a mess. No, it is. It's part of it. He, He definitely says that. Yeah. And it's also like, yeah, you could look at it as your house and you all also look at it as your thoughts too. It's kind of like a parallel. Mm. Like if you're, you know, if your your thoughts are all dis, disorganized and, you know, you don't have like direction, how can you possibly, you know, Make rule change. anything else? True. Make True. a change or whatever it is you want to do with and, your life. And, you know, that's what I find that a lot of like people who protest or do activism or who try to, you know, you know, push for change you know, when you like interview them or ask questions like, you know, what do you actually think about this? They're just like, whatever, you know, I find this bad. And it's like, okay, why do you find it bad? Well, because, you know, it can't be this way. Yeah, but why? But you start questioning and then you see the thought just like crumbles. They don't really... Yeah, and they blame like the big picture all the time. Yeah. It's the government or it's, uh, you know... uh, The company. Yeah, yeah. the company or it's freaking, I don't know... (laughs) Trump. <laughs> yeah, like they blame. Yeah, like okay, whatever abstract. It. You know, for thing. example, Trump. Like he was pretty controversial, right? But they somehow made everything, everything about-, about Trump. Like seriously, <laughs> yeah. like like especially older people. Like all they talked about was Trump all the time, mm-hmm. and it's like, man, don't you have anything else to worry about? Like within yourself mm-hmm. that you could fix first before blaming this orange blonde guy that's 70 years old that you never met yeah he was a vocabulary 30 year old but <laughs> no i mean listen uh yeah 
Yeah, that's the thing. Just like don't just blame one thing without actually understanding, you know. Yeah, the exactly. Complex issue at hand. Yeah, um, and like I said earlier, like if everyone would fix the problem within themselves, then there would be much more peace in the world. Because mm. I feel like a lot of the issue comes with from anger within within people that they haven't like resolved within themselves and then they they bring it out and they blame it on other shit and they blame it on other countries and then wars start and stuff like that but if everyone would look at themselves first and be like what can i change um then a lot of the issues would st would stop mm. like for example just a, a really easy one let's say the environment right everyone say climate change climate change what are you doing yourself to stop it like yeah. it sounds stupid but like, okay, fix yourself. Like, what are you gonna do? Like, you're gonna you're gonna go see the company next door. Like, hey, your emissions are too high. Like, yeah. What are you gonna change? You know, you are using a car. Yeah. You know, you are burning. You know, maybe some other <clears throat> fuel or coal or some places. You know, they use that. You know, you're still using energy. Um, would you rather you know desist to exist because you're you know yeah causing a lot of pollution just and, existing <laughs> and actually the environment thing is actually something he talks about in the book as yeah. one of the examples uh, yeah yeah because it's one of the main you know yeah because everyone blames it on like you know china it's china's fault <laughs> you know okay i get it sure they they, pr they, they produce a lot a of pollutants and whatever yeah. okay but you know do what you can. You can't change what China's doing. Yeah, Let's exactly. Be real. You're not going to change what they're doing. We can't stop them from, you know, progressing their country and, you know, uh, evolving. Um, yeah, that's the thing. The whole thing with the climate change is that um, it, it's, it's a very complex issue. It's not just like, you know, we're polluting. We should stop polluting. It's not that easy because, you know, there's a lot involved you know, you want to still drive your car, you want to still get your goods delivered, you want to still have your comfortable life with your iPhone in your hand. Where do you think all that comes from? From freaking China, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, it's it's very complicated. And that's, that's the thing. thing. You can't fix something that's super complicated. So start simple and starting simple is yourself. Yes. And, and once, there you go. And once you mastered that, then go on to more, more complicated, complicated issues. Yes. There you go. That's it. That's like, you know, people jump to the freaking, you know, most <clears throat> complex issue of all, like climate change. Like, really? Yeah. Really? Let me see your bedroom. Why are you at? Why let do you me have see, socks in your... <laughs> let me see your environmental studies degree showing... No, I'm not kidding. Like, what? what's what's your background? Like, how are you going to fix the issue yourself? You're not. Yeah. You're not educated in the subject. Yeah. You don't even understand it. So how are you going to try it? You, okay, going outside with a freaking sign like, hey, eh, eh, like it's not going to, you know, it's not going to change that much. Yeah, it's like you can express a concern for something, but at the end of the day, like, okay, so do you have a plan? Do you have some sort of, you know, step by step here or? Yeah, exactly. Um... Like, if you want to make a change, start small and then progress. That's it. Yeah. Progressive overload. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know? It's like progressive overload with your own, uh, you know, order in life. Yeah. And, yeah. It's uh, interesting. Mm -hmm. All right. So let's take a look at a quote on this. Yeah. All right. So the quote for this huh. is... It looks like a picture of uh, my wall art here. Yeah, I know. From New York. Yeah. Why do you think I chose that? Oh. Uh, I, I, I it was new york so i was like uh, it kind of looks like that oh yeah okay um all right so 
the quote is don't blame capitalism the radical left or the inequity of your enemy is that is that how you say that uh iniquity in, iniquity yeah i'm not sure I'm about not sure that what word. that means i know inequity but iniquity yeah iniquity of your enemies mm. don't reorganize the state until you have ordered your own experience have some humility if you cannot bring peace to your household how dare you try to rule a city yeah perfectly said that's it you know <clears throat> especially um, that last line like uh, if you cannot bring peace to your your own household how can you rule a city right? yeah like, how better said than that and like a counter argument that i hear sometimes for this right they're like well yeah but i don't need to like fix everything in my life you know i can still care about the environment you know no you can it's like yeah you can like i said you can always express concern for certain things you know like okay i don't know the war in ukraine i'm concerned yeah yeah am i gonna change it yeah exactly am i gonna like you know kill myself and protest and cancel people and like you know uh like different issues you know drug problems war sex trafficking you know whatever so many bad things that happen that yeah i'm like concerned about that but how much am i aware of that you know topic to be able to yeah you know like I said, if everyone strived to be a better person, then a lot of this shit would be less, you know, so. Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree, you know. It's not to say there aren't big issues in the world, but let's each do our part. At yeah, least. and that's the natural course of life. There's always going to be, you know, some type of unfairness. There's always going to be conflict somewhere. Hmm. Even if everyone was perfect, there's still going to be a problem somewhere. Yeah. But at the end of the day... Someone's going to have a problem with the perfectness. <laughs> yeah, you know, like, that's, I guess that's an issue to be too perfect. Yeah. That's one that I have. <laughs> <laughs> that's one that you have. <laughs> no, but, you know, yeah, the, no matter what, there's going to be some type of conflict. And, but if people just try to be better, then, you know, there's going to be less. It's never going to go away completely, but it's yeah. going to be less. But it always the first step should be you, not them. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. And that's something I tell my parents all the time. They're always worried about the news or watching the news. I'm like, man, aren't you worried about yourself? Like, yeah, like, what are you doing? Like, you know, why? Like, why do you need to look at the news 24 7? Okay, you could look. Like you said, you could be concerned. You're allowed to be. Hmm. It's good to learn about the world, anyways. Hmm. Like, look at what's happening, yeah. but don't overthink it, you know? Yeah, that's the thing. Media and news today, they just want to make you care 24-7 and always have an opinion on every goddamn thing. And, thing. and think about it, right? Again, going back to the COVID, I know it's kind of, we kind of beat this one <laughs> yeah. to the ground at this point, but like, if, if like everyone was less concerned about the big picture, mm-hmm. right? About COVID, like how it affected everything, whatever. If everyone kind of, you know, sat back down and be like, uh, what can I do to improve the situation? And maybe it would have been better, right? True. And yeah, we went straight to blaming the government for the yeah. lockdowns and shit. But people like, not wearing masks. But yeah, we always blamed rules. everyone else, but we never blamed ourselves for what fucking happened, you know? <laughs> so, yeah. Basically, take some responsibility, folks, before, you know, yeah. criticizing others. That's it. Jocko. Jocko. Oh yeah, you know, Jocko would be. You know. No, but you know Jocko and Jordan did a podcast. Yeah, yeah true. You yeah, know, he had him on, and I heard Jocko saying that he learned a lot of what Jordan said in his book uh-huh. through like life experience, whereas Jordan kind of learned it like by studying, and it's kind of they like came to the same conclusion, but just kind of different they went they strayed their different ways. It's pretty interesting. That's cool, yeah. Which shows that there is some <laughs> universal universality. Yeah, universality yeah. to these rules. Mm-hmm. 
Yes, exactly. Mm. All right, so I think this is the last the one. The last one, yeah. <laughs> I hope you like the picture I chose. <laughs> <What> the heck? <laughs> yeah, so the last rule is do not bother children while they, uh, when they are skateboarding. <laughs> so like we said earlier, uh, this rule is, is just simply, you know, if someone is doing something that they think is going to bring value to their lives, try not to stop them from doing that because you're, you're overthinking yourself, mm -hmm. right? Because that's just bringing down the person from reaching their goals. And it's also bringing you down at the same time because you're, you're being worried and you're overthinking and it's just not good for you, the whole situation. It's not good for the other person. It's not good for you either. Yeah. So it's, it's pretty cool because in this, in this part, they talk about like the Oedipal mother, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I remember that. So it's like they talk about like the Oedipal mother that's like overly concerned and um, just... Overly protective. Overly protective. Over child. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's, you know, you need to be careful with that too. Because, um, yeah, if, if you're just overly protective of your kid, then you're probably stopping their growth, right? Yeah. Yeah, you're killing their drive to, you know, actually develop and become independent and find their way in life um, exactly so yeah it's just trying to strike that balance of you know letting them do their thing but always keeping an eye and exactly just, yeah that's that's a good way to put it it's like yeah do your thing but you know be there for them and put yeah, them in be the right for them be, yeah. put them in the right path mm. if you see they're going in the in, straying in the wrong direction then yeah just you know help make, them go, go back in line and that kind of ties in with the other rule right where you want to discipline your kids. Yeah. So, so you don't dislike them. Yeah. Yeah. And I found this picture really funny. It's like, it's like this kid going to like a birth. It's like, I guess his birthday and like, <laughs> like he has a birthday hat. He's holding a cake, but he has like the, the wrapped in the bubbly? wrap, like the bubbly wrap, bubbly like all wrap? over him. <laughs> no. I love it. Yeah. It's funny. So what is that? Punishment? <laughs> yeah. It's like a punishment. Like, all right, you can celebrate your birthday, but, but be you careful. Can't eat the cake. Yeah. You can't eat the cake or. <laughs> That's funny. Um, so yeah, yeah this this rule as well yeah it's um it's kind of a peculiar one you know um it's like wow okay that's a rule but it has more of a deeper meaning yeah exactly it's you not literally it's rule, but it's like don't bother kids skateboarding it's not just about that it's just yeah there's a deeper meaning to pretty much everything he says in the book so yeah uh, you can't take it to face value yeah mm. so i also found a quote for this Let's see it. All right. So the quote goes, the terrible mother is the spirit of careless unconsciousness, tempting the ever, ever striving spirit of awareness and enlightenment down into protective womb, like embrace of the underworld. <laughs> so it's like, Very, yeah, yeah, it's like, it's pretty deep. Yeah. Um, and notice I put like the, the mom in snow white. Mm. Cause like he talks about that in the book where she's kind of like that. She's like a witch mm. where is she the witch? I can't remember. I'm not sure. I don't, I don't but, even think I've seen. Yeah. She's like snow the, white. she's like the overprotective mother and okay. she's like the, she's basically like the, yeah, she's like the antagonist of the story. Oh, okay. So that, that kind of wants the girl to be hers and under her control. Or... <clears throat> exactly. And yeah she wants her to be like perfect um and things like that okay yeah, yeah. and not to have flaws and not take risks and shit like that you know yeah. it's kind of that's kind not of the actually message. go out yeah. in the world and you know exactly. face the world so yes yeah, kind of what the quote is saying is that like yeah don't protect your kid to the point where like it's kind of like she 
it's like back in the womb you know it's like she's she's yeah like literally literally in, the, know, womb. in yeah. the womb yeah so that could be detrimental to your child it could also be detrimental to you because you know if you do that you're yeah you're just bringing yourself down and your child hmm. like you said like i said earlier um if you want your child to be better than you were then overprotecting them is not going to make them better it's going to blind them right and I guess you're going to consequently feel worse because you're going to see your child suffer really quietly, you know, not really feel good about themselves. And then you're going to feel bad. And it's just going to be like that repeating cycle. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah, mm. exactly. All right. So, so that yeah. was the last rule. So pretty good. Do you want to do you want to do your top five? Let's go back to. The oh, one. yeah. Like a quick uh, <laughs> a little quick one. All right. My top five. Okay, so from the four here, um, man, I only have five to choose. Come on. No, <laughs> oh, you I'll can choose, choose more if you all want. Of it. No, I'm kidding. Um, okay, I'll try to choose five just to, like, yeah. you know, restrain. Um, okay. Uh, I guess, yeah. Uh, okay, I'll take the treat yourself like someone you are responsible for helping. That was I, a good one. I, I like that, you know, just you know to actually care for yourself because it's like a good way of comparing you know helping someone you love that you know they're sick or whatever you know why don't you do that to you you know are you not worthy of the same attention so yeah. i think that you know it's a good one uh okay we'll go to the to the next ones maybe i might choose another one from here but I'll, you know um yeah so do not let your children do anything that makes you dislike them uh so yeah the first one was you know carry yourself like you're caring for someone the children one tell the truth or at least don't lie okay that um maybe next uh be precise in your yeah i mean that kind of i don't know if it ties to the truth thing sort of um the skateboarding one? Uh, no, I would say, yeah, be precise in your speech. And maybe another one from the uh, first page. Sorry, I'm kind of like going back and forth That's here. That's all good. Um, yeah, the you lobsters. know what? The compare yourself to who you were yesterday, not someone else today. Okay, so we chose like completely different ones, I think. Completely? I think no, you, a few. the only one you chose that was the same as me was. Uh, so I chose to treat yourself like someone you care for. I didn't uh, choose that one. Okay. Compare yourself to who you were yesterday. I didn't choose that one either. No. Do not let your children dislike, you know, do something. I chose that yeah, one. Yeah, you chose yeah. that one. Okay, so that's the only one that we chose in common. Uh, tell the truth or at I least don't choose. lie. No. Be and precise you in your one. speech. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so I kind of one. like chose maybe some of the other ones. Yeah, you chose. Completed wow, that's list. interesting. <laughs> All right, cool. Yeah, so you like I said, like we could have not, different perspectives on this, right? Yeah, it's, but I'm not saying that I don't agree or that I wouldn't yeah, follow yeah. those rules. It's just I guess Preference. yeah, maybe yeah. those I connected more maybe for myself. And yeah, whatnot. exactly. So let's just look at some final thoughts. Wrap so, up. yeah these these rules are definitely rules that you should live by and have a. It, it'll give you an order and a structure to your life. 
um, and that's something that we kind of proved something I wanted to say is mm -hmm. also you should have your own interpretation of these rules. Um, you know, everyone's going to read the book and understand it a certain way. And it's not going to be the same as how Jordan understands it. It's not going to be the same thing as how we understand it. Yeah. And you should have your own interpretation of it. And we kind of just proved that, right? Like we both chose totally different rules that we would live by. And I think that's important to make your own opinion about what you read um, so that you could have a better structure for your own life. Yeah, yeah, exactly. At the end of the day, each of our lives are unique and they're, you know, meshed with, you know, other people's lives in different ways and how we connect with people and others. Uh, I don't know how to explain this. Like, um, you know, you everyone has their own perspective in life and how they see themselves. So some things apply to some more or less. You have to find your way. Yeah, exactly. Any other final thoughts? Uh, any other final thoughts? Um, well, if you haven't read the book, definitely recommend. <laughs> <coughs> yeah, that's a pretty good uh, final thought. Yeah, so, uh, you know, huge fan of Jordan, myself, for sure. Uh, you know, I kind of, you know, like brought him to you i don't know if you knew no, him before. i knew i definitely knew him before yeah. but i just uh i didn't read his stuff yeah. until recently i did go see him i don't know if i mentioned this before in the podcast you no know, you didn't yeah you know to people watching us that i did see him finally for the first time he came here to montreal i think that was his first ever time that he came to montreal funny enough what do you no like he, he actually studied here no i know i mean on that tour he a, yeah that he did a show that's the thing. He lived here for a few years, or I forgot how many years. I think six or seven. Quite a few years. Yeah, yeah. quite a few years in Montreal. He studied at McGill University, but then when he left, yeah, he never really did a show or tour here, and that was one of his first. And yeah, that's interesting. People are very exciting to see him. Um, so yeah, you know, we I definitely recommend you know watching some of his videos, podcasts, reading his book, and who knows, maybe the future topic would be the second book <laughs> who knows 12 yeah. more rules i'm definitely that. gonna read this set the second one did you you read it yeah i've already read it all right i can't wait to see what's in store it's mm. a good one too all right so, so yeah yeah so that's the end of the podcast you guys could check us out on all your favorite streaming platforms youtube google Podcasts, apple Podcasts, stitcher uh <laughs> yeah so make sure to uh write in the comments what your favorite rules were from this uh, mm -hmm. topic uh, let us know what you thought about the book if you read it. Yeah. You could leave recommendations for any other books and whatever. Maybe we could take a look at those as well. Mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah. Thanks for uh, tuning in, and we'll catch you guys on the next one. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye.